Good morning. It's seven minutes after 11 o'clock. There is a homeless problem that is springing up in every urban area in the country. It's funny they're not a problem in the rural areas. At least I don't know that it is. I've not heard uh, any stories of them hanging around, uh, you know, out in the country on farmland. They're all hanging out in Democratic or liberal-controlled urban areas. They're defecating on the sidewalk. They're doing drugs. Uh, You got progressives who won't put them in jail when they shoplift and and commit crimes. There's got to be a solution to this problem. And it probably ought not cost taxpayers millions and millions of dollars. Part of the problem, I think, is that many of them are getting government checks. And that's how they're surviving. Using that money to to buy drugs uh, and and uh, and to and to survive, and others are probably stealing in order to survive. But how do you get rid of this problem? What do you do with them? Can you take them to the edge of town? Do we have a constitutional right to bar somebody from coming into a city? Do we, you know, keep building uh, apartments for them? I work seven days a week. Nobody built a house or an apartment for me. Why should we be doing it for somebody else? Because they're homeless? I, I don't know. Somebody out there might have an idea on how to handle it. Because it's going to destroy cities like Columbia and Springfield and, and uh, certainly Kansas and, and uh, St. Louis. Kansas City and St. Louis. Um, you know, what the, the road sign going into St. Louis is drive recklessly. The life you save may be your own. You want to get in and out of the inner city there without stopping if you can help it. Hell, if you stop at a light for too long, they'll strip your car while you're waiting for the light to turn green. Luke is on in Sedalia with perhaps an idea. Luke, good morning. Yeah, I don't have an idea, I suppose, except for... Uh just using law enforcement, letting them do what they should be able to do. Well, what should they do? Law enforcement comes up, there's a guy sleeping on the sidewalk uh, in front of a building in uh, downtown Columbia. What should what should law enforcement do with him? Make him move. Just keep, just keep ushering him along. I mean, I, I guess I don't know. I can't, I got a quick... Uh, my car was just recovered by Columbia police last week. It was stolen by a homeless drug addict girl uh, story. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, a girl stole your car? Yes. I was at a park, came back from walking I, four or five days a week, go to the park, various parks and walk. I was in Columbia, came back, car was gone. Gone for about a week. Girl they arrested with my car. Uh, it's stupid, but I have my title in it, too. So oh anyway, but she had forged the title. Luckily, hadn't sold it. They booked her. They took her downtown to book her. She had a, quote, uh, mental issue. So they had to take her to the university to be evaluated. The police are supposed to stay with them, but I guess they have an unspoken whatever that the hospital will call them if they don't before they release the person, if they do, or if they keep them, you know, for the mental stuff. Anyway, the, the officer did not stay, and the hospital did not notify him. 
He wasn't there, so they had to let her go. Now there is a warrant for her arrest. I mean, you know, she's been in and out of a county jail, I guess. Uh, this summer, she just got out of two years on Missouri State Penitentiary System. She doesn't have her children. They've been taken by the state. I'm uh, I'm going to take this in a slightly different direction because I'm curious. What kind of vehicle did they steal? Did she steal? It's a Buick Saber. I mean, it's a 2005. It's not like something new. So but she is in great shape. I mean, you know, but she did $1,700 worth of damage to it. I had it in A to Z Auto, and uh, they uh, took care of that. You know, so does this really have a key for an ignition, or is it a push-button start? No, it's a key. It's a key, and then, and she knew how to strip the column and... Yeah, yes. <laughs> Uh, and that, you know, the police know who she is. She's a problem person. They, When they see her, they keep an eye out for her, along with a lot of other people. But, I mean, you know, the, the officer that took my statement was very unhappy about it. His higher-ups are unhappy. The, uh, but it doesn't matter because there's only so much they can do, and they basically told me that. Wow. And it's up to the prosecutor. They filed a warrant with the prosecutor. It's still up to them whether they... Uh, you know, approve it or not. And she's on parole. <laughs> and homeless. How, how did they let her? I mean, they should never have let her out of their sight. All right. They should not have, but I guess they get busy. They've got things to do besides watch somebody at the hospital, which I kind of get if there's murders and all that other gang, whatever related crap going on in Columbia. So I kind of get it, but I kind of don't. Wow. And to think that she knew how to strip a steering column. Yeah, and I had two, emer I'm kind of a prepper person, two emergency bags in my car with about $400 worth of stuff in them gone. Wow. I, I wish I had a, a solution. <clears throat> yeah, I don't, so I don't know my solution except to uh, let loose the police to, uh, if they need to arrest them, arrest them. If they need to drop them off on the edge of town like they used to do back in the 70s and 80s, do it, whatever, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's unconstitutional or not. And the, the uh, prosecutors, you know, and they need to do their damn job. I don't disagree. Luke, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I wonder about driving them to the outskirts of town. What do you think, Brian? I mean, if if you've been a problem, can the city bar Dump you? somewhere else? Just take you to the outskirts of town. Uh, never let you back into the city. Every time, I don't know. Then you got to arrest them. Uh, how do you find them? Why is this not a rural problem? Why is this not something you're hearing about in the smaller towns? I mean, they used to have laws for vagrancy. vagrancy. Do they still do that? I don't know. But something really has to be done. Or we're going to look like San Francisco. Um, and... And we're all, you know, the, the really big cities, it's already happening. I mean, would it benefit us to try to start sometime, and I hate taxpayer-funded stuff, but to get these people off the street, some type of jobs programs for the people that don't want to be on the streets in Columbia and they actually want to become gainfully employed, 
maybe something like that. Maybe it's deeper than that. They need mental health services as well. You know, it could be an endless pocketbook. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Let me get uh, Chuck on the line here. While you're answering phones, I'll chat with Chuck. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning. Well, I personally think there are lots of people on the street that have lots of things wrong with them. And I also think there's lots of folks that are one step away from that, from one relative that's keeping them off the street, but they're being accused of enablers. But they know the person they're taking care of is mentally disabled. Now, Boone County has a mental health court and a mental health judge. The judge and the court meets on Tuesday and Thursday. Let's suppose you do do an involuntary hold over at Midmo for the 96 hours. And let's just say you don't even count the weekend because you don't. You take the guy there on Friday night and they keep him for free. And the 96 hours actually starts Monday. So you got the 96 hours starting then because they don't count. If you take him in on Friday night, they don't count the weekend. So now you've kind of gamed the system for a couple couple more days extra for somebody. And they get some medicines in them, they get them feeling good, and then they go to, and then, but court happens, and maybe even Midmo wants to keep them. They say, oh, we're going to keep them for 20 days or 90 days, but they really can't tell you that because you're not the client. And so, but then there goes to a court, it's not illegal to be delusional. And in Boone County, they're released the next Tuesday or Thursday because they say, is this guy talking about killing anybody or himself? Nope, he's free. And so then, you when you get out of Midmo, they give you a piece of paper, maybe quit smoking, they see your schizophrenic, so see a psychiatrist. You've got a couple of days of medicine, they tell you not to run out because you can start killing yourself or doing wild stuff. But half the numbers they give you on their printed sheet are disconnected. And then some are a call center. So you call the guy and say, hey, my relative just got out of mid-mo. And I go, what's that? Because really it's a call center that answers in Indiana or something. Now, there is no place in Columbia to take these people off the street and get them out of mid-mo, and the cops all know it. And they get out on Tuesday and Thursday because it's not illegal to think differently. That's a slippery slope. And they can't get to they can't get their meds renewed until they see a psychiatrist, and there's no psychiatrist can see you for a month or two in Columbia, period. Now, the same chain of mental health things, they've got maybe 1,200 offices or whatever. You can get that medicine right now in Springfield in two different places, 24 hours maybe, with or without the psychiatrist seeing you or whatever. But you can't do it in Columbia where we have a med center. <laughs> you can't get it done. And, and it's not illegal to be delusional. And, and yes, the cops know them because they know them all the time. Now, if you had the same thing happen in Callaway County, you could probably deal with it. In Columbia... How would they handle it in Callaway County? Well, let me tell you this. Here's the difference. You'll see what I'm telling you right now. Just tell in me. Columbia, how, I, I'm, I'm up against the clock, so you got to cut it short. How would they handle it in Callaway County? A psychiatrist in Boone County can't talk to the, uh, uh, a lawyer in Boone County with mandated consequences for outing somebody out that's legal at a higher level than if you were a doctor that outed out a patient or an attorney that broke client privilege. That, that you could get in trouble. If on mental health cases, you are in trouble. And we enforce that in Boone County, Callaway County. They don't. All right. Chuck, thank you. I got to run up against the clock. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Trying to figure out what to do. Is there a solution, an inexpensive solution, to keep the city of Columbia from looking like San Francisco? Gary Nolan Show. Zimmer Radio Network. Cities are, uh, urban areas are just crime-ridden. There are people sleeping in the streets, defecating on the sidewalks. Um, and and we've got these prosecutors who are saying, eh, go ahead, if you're going to shoplift, just don't go over 900 bucks. Uh, we're sending these people checks, government money to, to survive on. 
we're turning our cities into garbage dumps. Urban areas don't seem to have, or the rural areas don't seem to have that problem. Tom says, Gary, as I was listening to you talk about the homeless, I was actually driving by the homeless camp west of Home Depot. For those who aren't aware, the camp is back. Perhaps we could simply arrest these people. When they shoplift, they might, uh, that might change their behavior or move on. Uh, at Home Depot, they've had to put many of their products, like copper wire, behind locked doors. There's a guy and a girl who regularly go in and steal copper plumbing uh, fittings and other items. They have one person who wears a backpack uh, while the other fills it. When I mentioned it to an employee, they said there's really nothing they could that they were allowed to do about it. Some some problem at all the big box. Same problem at all the uh, big box stores. There's got to be a way to handle this. I'm not sure if we can drive them out of town. I'm not sure if throwing them in jail is the answer. I don't know what the answer is. I don't have a solution. But if we continue down this road, we're going to, nobody's going to want to come out of their house. Mike, good morning. Hey, Mike. Using some of these old shutdown uh, hospitals and uh, uh, prisons and, and uh, army gar- uh, bar- uh, barracks and such. You know? What'd be wrong with using some of that? So, if somebody is sleeping on the street, aren't, aren't we just essentially arresting them then? No. Uh, we would have to figure out a way to make them where they self-govern themselves. Uh, similar to what they do out there at the uh, Slab City. You don't uh, think they would, like, rip out the copper plumbing and, and go to town and try and sell well, it? Or you... Well, they, they might, but, uh, you know, uh, here's the thing is, you know, you, you wish you had them all confined in one area. <laughs> How is it that in those urban areas it's so much more of a problem? What makes it so easy to do this in St. Louis, Kansas City, Columbia, than it is in other other parts. Well, there, there's too many opportunities for them to steal and and, and panhandle and, and uh, free things. Well, shouldn't we be able to say you can't come back in the city? We're going to take you to the outskirts of town, uh, Rambo-esque, uh, go somewhere else? Well, I got a feeling that they, they would probably quickly leave if... Uh, uh, if we was allowed to handle it in the days of old, you know, uh, a good, a good uh, switching, if you will. Yeah, I don't think we can do that. All right. Mike, thank you for the call, buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, you, you, you take them to the outskirts of town, they just come back in. You could lock them up, but it, I just don't have a solution. Everything I can think of has a downside. Aaron, good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. Gary, uh, I grew I grew up in a little town in North Missouri, between five and six thousand people, back in the '60s, and uh, our little family store was also the bus stop. And the solution for the vagrants and the hobos and the homeless in that little town, and they didn't have a lot of them, but the solution was. A couple of police officers would bring them into the bus stop, buy them a ticket to Kansas City, and tell them, don't come back. 
<laughs> so all we're doing is kind of rearranging the the the, the men on the board, sending kind of, them. Kind of like what kind of like what Texas is doing to the rest of the big cities. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm not sure that solves the problem for everybody, but it certainly does for the small town. Uh, where they're shipping them out. Thanks, Aaron. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Sam, good morning. Uh, good morning. Um, unfortunately, there is no solving this problem. There's no desire to solve the problem. Um, as humans, we we either get what we ask for or get what we settle for. And unfortunately, Columbia has a combination of ask for and settling for what we have now. So, so it's not going to get better, Gary. The only thing... The only thing those of us who have a choice can do is seek another location where we're more comfortable with what's being asked for and settled for. Uh, and that's not going on in Columbia. And I got another quick thing. Now, you're from originally um, Cleveland, true? Yeah, Northern yeah. Ohio? Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I've, I have an acquaintance and, and, and for many years, but ask him at one point, okay, where, where are you from? Maybe you're familiar. He told me he was from Engagement, Ohio. I'm not familiar with that. I'm not familiar with that. He he said it was between Dayton and Marion. Oh, my God. I fell for it. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Snuck in a dad joke when I least expected it. And a good one at that. Sam, thank you. I think. Am I grateful for that or not, Brian? I don't know. Uh, I put him up to it, yeah. Did you? No. No. Marion and Dayton. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And those are really cities in, in Ohio. Oh, Lord. All right. Um, no more dad jokes. That's, that's enough. I'm, I can't be having this kind of fun. Columbia, Missouri, and local groups convene for economic and social change in Columbia. Community members, according to the Columbia, Missourian, a nonprofit organization, faith groups, local officials convened to address concerns in Columbia uh, during what's called the Source Summit. They're bringing uh, people in who are engaged to try to generate solutions by fostering collaboration. Talking about what we're talking about right now. What to do with the homeless, people sleeping on the streets. And I'm not sure that there is an easy solution. And I don't have it. But it is a problem. And I do think if somebody does have a mental health problem, uh, if they're walking around having conversations with utility poles, uh, if, I mean, if we know that they're, they're you know, half a bubble off plum. I don't mind ponying up the money to put them in an institution who will take care of them and get them off the streets. What I don't want to do is throw all kinds of money at the problem and have the money do nothing to resolve it. And my fear is that if the government is in charge of all this, that's what will happen. Maybe we should just be relying on community involvement, the churches. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network.
This is the Gary Nolan Show. Is it just too late? Apparently, the uh, Republicans have a couple of deadlines they've got to meet, and they're encountering some problems from within. Uh, and this this has to do with uh, debt and and uh, spending. And I'm 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 to the point where I think we're just we're just too late for common sense. Right now, if you just turn the radio on, we've been talking about homelessness. I don't have a solution for it. I just know where it happens in areas controlled mostly by Democrats, major urban areas. I don't know what the solution is. I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to taking people who are mentally ill off the street and putting them in a facility and using taxpayer money to pay for it. But beyond that, I have no answer. Phil is on the line. Phil, good morning. Good morning. Um, unfortunately, there's no real easy solutions to this problem, but a thought came to my mind was uh, during World War II, they had what was called CC camps. And um, there were barracks built to house these people that worked on the roads and things like that. And there were even, um, after the war, uh, over on the west side of Columbia on Pennant Drive, there were a a series of these barracks that um, the city rented out to families. But, um, you know, something that might work where... uh, uh, take these people and, and put them in these barracks. And, and, of course, the ones that are severely mentally handicapped need professional help. But, but the ones that are able to work, they wouldn't get their, their monthly checks unless they worked, uh, you know, whatever it might be, cleaning up the trash along highways, uh, clearing uh, unsavory spots in town, you know, trash, whatever, um, and put them to work. And, and they couldn't get their monthly check unless they worked in the CC camps. It'd be an interesting idea. We ought to try everything. We ought to try everything. But we, what, we, what we really need to stop doing is thinking that facilitating the behavior is somehow going to cause it to end. Uh, and that's what we've been doing for, for years. Exactly. That's enabling people. Yep. And, uh, but, uh, you know, the, the ones that are able, healthy, and, and able to work and just don't want to uh, and want to live on government, you know, subsidies, put them to work like this, you know, and in some type of a CC camp. Give them some type of housing, you know, low-income housing, but they wouldn't get their monthly check unless they did some work. It couldn't hurt. Would no. It would not be a bad idea. Phil, thank you very much. Okay. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. All right. We've got a, a, a spending problem, and the Republicans are in control. The Speaker of the House, this is uh, Mike Johnson, has been meeting with different factions inside the Republican Party. And apparently there are at least two or three different factions, including the ultra-conservative middle of the road uh and uh and just not quite as conservative i i, I don't know how you describe them all but the moderate republicans don't want to make a tough decision on spending the moderate republicans just feel like it's going to cost them their seat and, and and they may they may very well be right they may very well be right 
Uh, and of course, if they don't settle on something, then we're going to, you know, start shutting down uh, parts of the government. I'm always amused by the non-essential parts of the government are shutting down. Like, you know what? If, if they're not essential, why are we doing it at all? Uh, at the Republican conference, uh, Johnson ultimately decided to move forward with a stopgap funding proposal meant to appease the hard right while trying not to alienate the centrists. The result was budget cuts, a border security proposal, and uh, funding for Israel and Ukraine. God, he could have done so much better if he just said, no, we're not taking any money to send to Ukraine or, or to Israel. Instead of appeasing just one ideological faction, the proposal has angered the hard right, puzzled the middle, and mocked uh, by the White House. So these people who are small government advocates who want to reduce the size of the government, want to cut the spending, are in danger of not getting reelected because the American public want the spending. They're, they're willing to take the country down because they want the spending. I'm thinking it's just too late. I'm thinking it's, it's just too late. If we can find a country with more freedom, we ought to go there. Because I don't think we can save America. I, for, for 30 years, I have been preaching small government, limited government, low taxes, no debt. And I've watched the country have bigger government. I've seen taxes higher. And I've seen more debt. It just doesn't stop. The problem is really not the elected officials. For the longest time, I blamed our representatives. But I no longer think, you know, it's, it's just, it's not Blaine Lutkemeyer's fault that Republicans spend too much. It's our fault. It's the voters who are at fault. These politicians, these middle-of-the-road politicians who have been, uh, you know, playing games, trying to, you know, split the baby, if you will. They're just doing what their constituents want. I'm to the point where I think we ought to just throw in the towel. Republicans, if they're really Republicans, should stand on their principles... And they'll probably lose a lot of seats in the House, probably lose a lot of seats in the Senate. And America will get what it asks for. I just don't see us stopping this. I don't see enough people waking up to this. I'm not sure who picks up the pieces when the progressives are done. They will have succeeded in outsmarting the constitutionalists, they will have succeeded in destroying the republic with debt, 
debt that was incurred because they were buying votes. Well, now you got your votes. You've got the country. When it collapses, it'll collapse under the weight of progressivism. Maybe then we can pick up the pieces and put it back together again. Maybe then voters will wake up. Maybe then they'll want the limited government the founding fathers gave us. But too many people, and many of you are, many of them listening to this program right now, don't really want smaller government. They want the government to regulate their housing, just, you know, continue to tax their their residents, continue to tax their cars, uh, their farm equipment. They want them to tell you what kind of house you can build. They want the government to tell you what kind of car you can drive. They think that the government should regulate their pharmaceuticals and make sure their food is safe. They don't get it. It's it's up to them to wake up and change things. It's up to them to tell our Congress people, no more. This isn't working. Look where we're headed. Not the Congress people. I've been erroneously blaming them for decades. It's not them. It's the voters. And we're going to pay the price for this. And I don't know how to wake them up. But if you listen, and if you listen to most talk show hosts, they're Republicans. They're in favor of spending money for wars in, in other countries. They won't come out and say, we've got to stop Social Security and Medicare. They're even afraid to take away a, a, a law requiring your car to shut down if they if they don't if the car's software thinks they've you know they're too sleepy or driving too recklessly they won't kill the kill switch bill we talked about this last week there's actually a part of that spending and infrastructure deal where they want the the auto manufacturers to build in a kill switch if the car thinks you're driving in tox it shuts off or you're driving recklessly, it could shut off. Never mind that it you know, could cause an accident shutting off. Or the danger of you know, being in a cold weather somewhere and having it just shut down while you sit. How long does it take to start the car again? Or who, how do you uh, go about? No, no. Just let the government write these laws. We do this all the time. No, it's not Congress's fault. It's our fault. Quick break. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, nine minutes to noon. Should I just said 11.51, Brian? Would that have been better? Easier? Yeah, that would have worked. Nine minutes to noon will do the trick. It's the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, We were talking about the homeless earlier in the program because I have no solution for it. Uh, I don't know what to do with it. I just know that it's a problem that manifests itself in major urban areas run by Democrats. And... Talking about the uh, Republicans in the House of Representatives, which is the next topic on the list, because they've got to come up with some kind of budget deal that everybody in the Republican Party will 
get on board with. The truth is, they won't come up with a good solution. There will be a couple of really, you know, conservative, if you will, Republicans who won't like passing on, you know, passing the buck down the road uh, without cutting spending. And there will be a lot of middle-of-the-road Republicans who are going to be afraid they won't get reelected if they vote for it. And I've been blaming Congress, and it's, it's not Congress's fault. It's not. I, I've been wrong all this time. The fault lies with voters. Because they, they believe that this is never going to collapse. And that the government has to do these things because it won't get done without the government. And so they refuse to let their representatives cut spending. I, I think we're, we're to the point now where Republicans ought to really stick to their guns. And if they lose their House seat or their Senate race, fine, let the progressives have it. And when the system collapses under the weight of progressivism, maybe then we can pick up the pieces and put it back together. Uh, in 800-529-5572-874-9390 on the homelessness uh, let's get Rich on the line. Rich, good morning. Good morning, Gary. Um, I would like to offer forth in the conversation. Have you ever heard of Albert Ellis and the uh, RET, Rational Motive Therapy uh, line? Because uh, um, what this deals with is actually it's a 10-step uh, program of self-government. Um, I was, uh, And I'm speaking of this not as a person who's been through the course. And uh, it's offered in, in Iowa in many of the, of the institutions. But um, five years ago, I had to go to the nuclear power plant in Callaway, and they wanted me to revisit um, the, the, a, a program or, or get some counseling over a drinking problem I had. Well, I, I took this class 30 years ago, and it is a very effective way of getting through to people where it is that causes you to make the wrong decisions, you know, and I, 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 I have, whenever I had to uh, go look for this course for the Callaway plant, I couldn't find it offered anywhere here in Missouri. Well, there was one psychiatrist there in Columbia that, uh, that had been through it and had also been a student of Albert Ellis. But uh, I really think that if, if, that if the people of me, our, our local senators and stuff would try and infiltrate this into our social system, into our schooling. You know, I think it would make a big difference. It's not an immediate uh, fix, but it's just like as they infiltrate wokeness into our schools. It's early education, and and that's the, in the short term. That's all I had to say. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rich. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Problems you have with the uh, people who are addicted to alcohol or food or lethargy or drugs or anything else is that they won't get help until they hit bottom. Uh, and I've, I've discussed this in the past. There's low bottom and high bottom. Um, if you've got a low bottom, uh, you don't think you need help, even if you're sleeping in the streets. You got a high bottom. It's gee, my wife is threatening to leave me. I could lose my entire family. I'm going to quit drinking or drugs or whatever. So, with regard to you know people uh, on the streets using drugs or or alcohol or whatever, 
uh, you just you you can't fix them if they're willing to sleep on the street because of their addiction. They got a very low bottom. Les, good morning. Hey Gary, love your show. The government can't subsidize everything. The government shouldn't subsidize anything. You as well as I do know that the sun's going to rise tomorrow. But we are, we can kick the can down the road, but when we hit the end of the road, there's no place to kick it. One trillion dollars in interest payments per year, 200 trillion in unfunded liabilities. The United States is not the reserve currency anymore. We all know where, where this is going. Well, no, it is now. You're, you're saying it somewhere is. down the road. It'll be. It'll no longer be the reserve currency. It's it's done. It's done. As for the homeless here, this city has over a hundred parks. The economy is crashing, and more homeless are coming every day. And the city needs to utilize, and I mean, out in the open, everybody sees it there. Take every park and just open the doors and let the homeless live. They're back at that island over there by uh, Home Depot. They're in and out of there all the time. We have so many do-good uh, people bringing them food. There's a, a park here uh, that I work close to, Range Line and Wilkes, full of 20 or 30 homeless every day because they know that they can get a meal. They know that they can get shoes. This city is going to be inundated when this collapse happened, the the Senate and the, right, and the so, House at the end so of the somebody road. is feeding them, someone's dropping them off food, yep. uh, that keeps them alive. Uh, we're short enabling term. the problem. Short term. All right. Subsidize. Government cannot subsidize anything. They need to stop subsidizing everything. All right, Les. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan show. I don't disagree. Uh, it is a problem. <sighs> I don't know. I wish I had a simple solution. But I, I think at this point, it's a losing battle. Uh, I think, uh, you know, maybe we should just do sports talk, Brian. We should talk about the Browns. and That sounds and, good, yeah. And uh, what's that team uh, from Kansas? Oh, oh, that's the Chiefs, yeah. Yeah, wait till they meet the Browns this uh -huh. season. Good luck to you with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're, you, guys, you guys are going to regret it, I'm telling you. Cleveland is on a roll. We, we uh, Just we wait just, till next week. Oh, it'll probably wait till next year. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll see. It was a pretty good game. All right, we got to run. Don't forget Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity, and then uh, Randy Tobler for your ride home. Whatever it is in life that you want to go out and get it, don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.